Hello and welcome to episode 115 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your host, Howard Kravitz. Thank you very much for joining me on a special show as we cover extensively the fantastic day in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia at King Abdul Aziz Racetrack. It is the Saudi Cup 2022 on Saturday. Please make sure you subscribe right there on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. And then smash that notification bell so you know when new content will arise. And also, please press that thumbs up button. That'll tell YouTube this is a great show and it will increase the viewership. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter on the name tag there, at H Kravitz. And also on the scroll at the bottom of the screen, you can follow me, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Again, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Next week, just very quickly, preview a fantastic day. Thursday, we're going to have a doubleheader a week from uh, today, Thursday, on that be February 24th. If you're not familiar with what's going on, sorry, excuse me, that'll be March, my bad, that'll be March 3rd. March 3rd's our next show. Uh, if you're not familiar with what's going on, huge stakes days at Gulfstream Park and Santa Anita on Saturday March 5th, they are dubbing it first Saturday day. There's like, I don't know, 15 stakes. It's crazy. And are we ready for this? I don't even think our guest even knows this. Coming on the show next Thursday at 6 o'clock, everyone ready? Simon Bray from TVG, the Lord of the Lawn. Simon Bray is going to be here on the show. I'm very excited. He'll be here for the 6 o'clock Eastern show. I'm lining up another guest for the 8 o'clock Eastern uh, Standard Time show a week from today. So, again, Simon Bray from TVG, great guy, will be joining us uh, next Thursday to talk about Gulfstream. Then we'll have another guest to talk about San Nita um, on the big stake day, March 5th. Very quickly, before we get into our guest, because we want to we want to jump uh, right on, folks. Let me show you. you got a lot of promos going on. Let me just show you very quick. What's happening here? If you just give me one minute here as I'm going to share my screen and then we'll get to our guest. So whether you're on the YouTube channel or not, if you go below the video player, you see this is the description here that I'm um, sort of circling here. If you go to press show more, there's promotions. You can read all about it. I talked extensively on episode 114 last night. Um, about it so you can read it. I have three promotions going on. If you join BetUS, a fantastic betting site, and you uh, deposit $50 or more using a credit card and then use the promo code RACING3H, you will get free, are you ready? Free 125% on top of your deposit. I deposited 200 and I got $250 of free play. So check that out, BetUS.com. You can read about it down there. Also, Patreon.com is where I have my excellent race day blog. It's very expensive. Please look into that. And then I have a podcast pool. If you don't know about the podcast pool, please email me, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. And basically what happens is we pool our money together to create a bigger, uh, a bigger dollar amount so we can crush a pick five, pick six, etc. At track. So I've got a few promotions going on. Please make sure you folks check that out. I think you'd really enjoy that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to take any more time because we have a lot of people watching already. 
we've got a fantastic guest that is going to uh, take us through a fantastic card on Saturday. Like I said, it is Saudi Cup Day. We are going to be discussing the pick six. They actually have eight races, but we're going to be talking about the non, uh, the six non-Arabian uh, races. They are group threes, group twos, group ones, all over the place. And to help us out, you know who we got to bring in. My friend and yours, fantastic punter, handicapper, tipster, call him whatever you want. He's been braving the horrible wind and crazy conditions out there in the UK. Let's bring him on, Mr. Ray Shoon himself, Davey Lane. Davey, how you doing tonight? I'm good, Howard. I'm good. I'm, I'm in the zone. I've got the I've got the green color on. There's a respect respect for the Middle East people, and um, I got one of these fancy uh, European European racing hats on as well. So um, ready to bring some European uh, form. You're looking great. I just want to mention just right off the top, Davey, and I'm going to let you just talk about him for literally 30 seconds. Yeah. Philip Edwards was a gentleman that uh, that you know very well, a good friend yeah. of yours, excellent punter who's going to come on the show. Talk a little about Philip. I, mean, I know he's a little bit under the weather tonight, but we are going to have Philip on. He promised me uh, through email today that we'll get him on for the Dubai World Cup uh, that, preview. Talk a little about Philip Edwards because for those people watching, you're going to see pics at the bottom of the screen later, and you will see a P for Philip. Yeah. That is this gentleman's particular picks, Davey. Yeah, well, I, I, I ran into Philip through following Maidan races and his particular sharp form on Maidan races. Uh, he's fairly local to me, uh, and he's uh, he's a connoisseur of the of the horses in, uh, in the Middle East, particularly the Arabian horses. So I, I know he sent over an Arabian pick for, for that. We won't be... We, we, we won't be going into detail, but I, I think he emailed you emailed you his pick on that, so we might cover that. Uh, he spends a lot of time at a place called Haydock Park, which is one of the three metropolitan Merseyside area Liverpool uh, tracks, and he's a pretty good expert on that. Um, he had a uh, COVID booster jab yesterday, and the reaction has been pretty bad for him, so he's had to pull out, which is a shame because I was looking forward to... Uh, I was looking forward to bouncing off him because I know the PPs have only just come out in the States. So, you know, I was looking for a bit of friction and what have you, uh, since you guys need an extra day. So we'll, we'll get through. I've been, I've, I've been, I've been going at this for a few days. So, uh, it's a pity the jockey bookings and the draws only just come out. Yes. You know, so it's, you know, one hasn't got everything, uh, uh, lined up, but I, I'm pretty quietly confident we've got a good angle on things. So we'll, we'll, we'll crack on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, anyone watching this today live here or as a replay, uh, Davey's done his homework. I've, I've seen, visibly seen uh, some notes. I've done some replay watching. And I would highly recommend if you're going to take a deep dive into, um, you know, tipping or betting uh, at Saudi Arabia on Saturday, that you do take a look at any information that comes out within the next 48 hours. Um, they have, they've, of course, drawn all the races. We know all the jockeys, yeah. but yeah. some of the information is a little bit, uh, I would say, late. Uh, to come yeah. out, David. I, I sort of. I, I, I want to start by saying I feel a little bit bad. There's so many things going on not only in the horse racing world. You've got Derby DQs. You've yeah. got o- yeah. Oshin Murphy, the top rider in the UK. With yeah, that's 14 yeah. month suspension, which is really a real bummer there because of COVID uh, issues that he broke and also his own substance abuse. And yeah. you know, it's it's a real shame for him. We've got world events going on that are that are tragic. Yeah. But listen, you're just like me. We love talking about horse racing. The horse yeah. racing will go on Saturday. There's handicapping to do. Well, and I wanna, a, there's a, a slogan, top. real quick. There's a slogan that we say here in the States. 
for people that like basketball. So yeah. if, if people that enjoy basketball probably know this phrase, and it's very simple, it's two words, shooters shoot. What does yeah. that mean? That means yeah. people that like to shoot the basketball are going to shoot no matter what. We like to yeah. handicap. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Yeah. We've got races to handicap, don't we? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and, and you know, the, the human species has been fighting war for a long time, but they've also been running races just the same amount of time. So, and yeah. these things generally happened around the same time. So, so you know, this is nothing unusual, really, in some level. So, I, I if we had more time, I love. If people don't follow Davy, uh, and Davy, I know a little bit of your background outside of horse racing, and I follow you on Twitter. I know yeah. you and I have talked. You're a scholar. Uh, you you know a lot of yeah. what's going on in the world. If you don't follow Davy on Twitter, he has a lot of really interesting takes on world events and politics and other things. So yeah. uh, he's not just, you know, he's not just a horse racing uh, yeah, uh, tipster. I, I, I've, been, I've been in that political world at one point. Uh, I'm, I'm less in that world right now. I had some uh, domestic stuff in, in, in this in this country. I have to be I have to be here. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm less in, I'm less in, I'm less involved, but uh, more involved in the horses. But that's that's uh you know that's a whole other it, kettle of fish i know so. yeah it's it's yeah. A, it's a, it's a, it's a great it's a great tonic uh, it's a great therapy it's a great uh you know um people like to play chess you know people like to do crosswords what does this other thing they do wordle or something like wordle, this you know? yes you know what we really need to do is to kick is to kick the horse racing into the wordle thing you know get people <laughs> there to you go get people to realize that it's not just you know mindless gaming that there's some real talent that you need to have you know we should just come up with the the uh, the a number. How many five letter horse racing words can we come up with? Yeah, and get exactly. into Wordle. Anyway, Davey, exactly. people aren't here to hear so us just mess around with Wordle. Yeah. Let, let's get into the racing because I know yeah, we got well, a lot well, of talk. To, we got a lot well, talked about. Go ahead. Well, one thing before we get into a particular race, I just I just want to just set the scene a little bit. Please you know, do. Because there's a lot of, um, you know, we've known the likely runners for a few weeks and so on, and you know, a lot of unfamiliar names for people as well. Um, and we know this is the richest race, and we know that some of the best horses are there for ast astronomical prices. But there's also a lot of random sort of average horses there. Uh, and the fields might seem somewhat contrived to people. And I, I think what you have to realize is that, you know, that the Saudi Arabians are behind the curve of the, of the other people in the Arab Peninsula in terms of setting up uh, spectacles, making themselves relevant, respect, respected. Um, and this this horse racing carnival is, is 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 them catching up and to do that you just don't have to have one or two of the best horses you need rare horse races so if you look carefully at the fields there's about 15 horses that have been purchased to run in saudi arabian colors not the usual uh judgment colors of prince faisal or the colors that we know familiar with mishrif but other saudi colors uh, and they're placed throughout the fields. there's pretty much two or three in each race and they're not bad horses. They may be sort of, you know, group two or sorry, group three or listed class horses from Germany or a group one winner from Argentina. And they've reappeared because they've been purchased in the last, you know, in the last six months, you know, for various fees. As one of them I'm quite interested in the first race. So we'll get to that now and we'll, we'll start with the first race. But one of them is an example of that. And we'll, and we'll talk about we'll talk about that there. I think the rest of them we can discard pretty much. But we'll get into the first race now. Okay, so let's talk about the first race. I'm going to go full screen. Now, this, folks, is from Racing Post. Let me put us both back on screen because our viewer is going to see a few things that are a little bit unfamiliar to them. The DRF uh, past performances, the formulator, uh, is not out yet, folks. It's not coming out until uh, tomorrow. Uh, that would be Friday as we're filming here late afternoon here on Thursday, Chicago time. Um, 
I want to just throw out a shout to Pete Visco, my friend Pete Visco, who literally about an hour ago sent me some Equibase PPs. I do have those available on the screen, Davey. We might show a different screen other than this at some point. But what you're seeing, this is from Racing Post, an excellent site there in, in Europe. And you'll get a sense of the fields. And then on the right side of the screen, Davey, can you talk a little bit before we get into this race? Because I want, again, viewers to have a full understanding of what they're looking at as I go right. full screen. Yeah. Tell them what they're looking on the right side of the screen in the blue boxes where you see odds and it says place bet. Where are those odds coming from? Are those the actual odds, would you say, accurately right now as we speak? Well, it looks like if you're using Racing Post, they give you a choice of different bookmakers to use. And from the blue that I can see, because I'm, I'm looking, I'm on video here with a, with a phone. It's either Coral or William Hill, I I'll think. Make you're it a little using. bit bigger. It'll make it a little bigger there for you. There's yeah. Coral, Betfair, Let. So people have a choice to use one of those. Uh, yeah, uh, one of those bookmakers. Agency. Yeah, right. yeah. So if you if you choose if you choose one of the bookmakers, their, their particular odds come up. And if you choose another one, you can get the other odds. So right now you're looking at a particular bookmaker's odds. Uh, and there can be wide variations with that because the trade is in the various in the various bookmaking offices. Although lately there's been a consolidation, you know, uh, for example, sure. Betfair and Paddy Power are now the same thing when they share some traders and they don't share other traders. It's sure. it's it, it's it's a movable feast, but um, you can get value. And that's how the English bookmakers work, because, you know, if, if a horse you like is 20 to one somewhere and he's. 12 to 1 everywhere else well you're going to go to the you're going to log on or you're going to visit the bookmaker of the horse that's 20 to 1 uh you know then you know this is this is how this is how they operate of course these are all this does give people a a, you know some idea what these horses are going to be they're not going to go off at these odds but at least you know who who are the particular roughies so to speak which means long shots or or who would be the horses at the top of the market you have a pretty good idea yeah, yeah, exactly. It gives you a good idea of it, but you also have to recognise that the British bookies are quite shrewd as well. That 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 their prices are not are not they're opaque. You know, they're not necessarily a reflection of the money that they've taken. You know, they can sell at a loss. You know, you have a supermarket that will sell you bread at a cheaper price because they're trying to bring you into so you can buy the Smarties and the cookies and the wine and the beer and all the rest of it. You know, so it's the same thing. You know, you know they may offer a horse at a, at a bigger price than he should be. And they may even show the horse drifting or contracting, but they're, they're, they're often playing a game. You know you, you know when the gamble is on because every single bookie starts cu- cutting a price rapidly and quickly, you know, this kind of thing. But in the days before a race in the international anti-post markets, you know, the traders are, you know, just as in the dark as, as the next guy with a lot of these things. Do they really know what an Argentine Group 1 horse is or, or a horse that was sold as a as a as a two-year-old to saudi arabia and hasn't been seen except in saudi arabia they don't really know so sure you know you know um, okay yeah so that, that uh that's just a little recap let's get into the first race now the first race um again these these times you see are local time um uh, actually i think that's gonna be british time so i yeah. we, we have the time so the first race which is the first leg of the pick six so uh people that invested in the podcast pool it's very possible that we'll be using that money um, towards the 50 cent uh, pick six in Saudi Arabia. Uh, race one is a group three. It's the Neom Turf Cup. Uh, it's on the turf. They are going about a mile and five sixteenths, uh, to put it in uh, in our terminology. It's actually uh, mm-hmm. uh, about 2,000. No, actually, I don't have the... Uh, 2100 meters 2100 yeah 2100 meters. yeah um 
it's very nice. The turf course, you know, is pretty wide and sweeping for those people who don't know. Um, I think it plays more to closers from what I've heard and what I've seen. Uh, I'm going to show our picks up here, Davey, and we can talk yeah. about this group three event to kick off the card here as I hold on just one second, having a little bit of issues with, okay. Oh, here we go. Sorry about that. There we go. Now, what you're going to see at the bottom of the screen, folks, I need to explain. Uh, you're like, where's the H? Uh, listen, folks, I, I have not, I have not had a chance because of the PP situation, the past performances to take an extremely deep dive. And I do not want to put my opinions out there for the public to see when I've not done a deep dive. This is why we have Davey on the show. So the D is Davey. The P yeah. is for Philip, who we've already talked about, uh, Philip Edwards. Uh, he did a deep dive as well. So what you're seeing on the screen, folks, are two excellent punters from the UK that have done deep dives on these races. Davey, you're going with the five horse on top here. Grocer Jack. uh, This is 16 to one people see uh, on the board right now that we look at, but I'm assuming this horse will be uh, lower. Talk a little about your top choice, Grocer Jack. Right. Well, he only became my top choice pretty much uh, this morning. Uh, He he was previously my number two choice. Uh, A week or two weeks ago when the market started to come open, the Japanese horse authority was uh, somewhere five to two, 11 to four, three to one. And I, and I played that horse anti-post uh, and I was convinced it was the lone A, so to speak, and I couldn't lose. Um, and I wasn't quite sure of the fields. And then I had, had a sort of a look at what the likely fields were. And I, even to that point, I wasn't quite sure what was going on. It finally, it finally dawned on me that there's been a, there'd been a purchase of this particular German horse, Grocer Jack. Uh, and this is how much he cost. About um, two months ago, he was bought from Germany um, from a very prominent and quite wealthy uh, uh, German owner who often doesn't need to sell. But he sold it for seven hundred thousand guineas. So you, you know, you're talking, you're talking Boku bucks, right? Absolutely. You know, you're not talking a couple of hundred grand just here and there. So when I started the show, I said there's about fifteen horses that were bought. You know. This will probably be the most expensive of them. And the one difference that he, he was bought and he wasn't given to a, a trainer in Saudi Arabia, he was bought and he was given to a trainer in England, a very, very good trainer who's also known in recent years, particularly for preparing horses to travel around the world and win. Uh, and uh, the penny dropped for me when I finally saw the jockey booking that he was going to use uh, Tom Marquand. So uh, as a jockey, he sent to Australia, who's one of the top three up and coming young British jockeys. So all of a sudden I said to myself, that's big money. This guy's a proven record of getting horses ready for big international races. Um, he's a good price. And uh, when I look at his collateral form with the winner of the Arc de Triomphe, uh, Takata Tasso, yes. and, yeah, uh, and, and um, other prominent German group one horses, he's been a buck or two short behind those horses. Yeah. And I look at it that, William uh, Haggis will give him the extra length in the training department and Tom Marquand will give him the extra length in the in the riding department because he's a very, very good, very, very good jockey. So that all adds up to uh, and withdrawn in three, which is perfect. Yes. You know, they'll just gallop around and that puts him in, in, in prime position to take on his only real rival in my book or, or the favorite who is drawn in two with Christophe Lemaire authority. So yes. I switched. I flipped. I flipped this morning from from having authority okay. first to to grocer Jack because you've you've got to find a number you've got to find a price haven't you? 
Yeah, 20 to 1 morning line. Davey, you know, here in the States, we're used to horses are not running as often as they used to, of course, from 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but in Europe, it's pretty commonplace for horses to, you know, come back off of five, six months layoffs and fire. This horse yeah. has not been off, uh, has not raced since October. Any yeah. concerns at all as an American uh, better about this kind of layoff going this far distance? No, because I've read the I've read the trainers' reports and of him settling very sm- smoothly in England from the from the transit from Germany, and uh, you know it was bought and placed you know with you know with a, with a uh, this is what this is what we're buying him for we're giving yeah. him to you and we want you to take him to Saudi Arabia and win. There you go. This um, is it. You know? Grocer Jack, go go to the store and buy some food. <laughs> if you know a guy at your local grocer whose yeah, name is Jack, yeah. tell him to put some money on Grocer Jack. Yeah. Twenty to one, by the way, in the in yeah. the uh, morning line here, according to our Equibase figures yeah. here in the states. And by the way, David, let me just go full. Uh, put us yeah. back on screen real quick. Yeah. I didn't I didn't get an answer to this, and I apologize for not knowing this. I'm yeah. assuming the pools are commingled on Saturday, and if they are. Can you explain to the betting public what that means if they are commingled? Pools? Okay, I'm I'm not sure if they are or not, but uh, they might well be. They're starting to do this more and more. That means that, um, well, let's just go back a very short history. But Winston Churchill set up what's known as the tote in England X amount of years ago, when gambling used to be illegal and done in the sort of back rooms of pubs and all the rest of it. Now the tote was set up uh, where you could play your trifectas and what, you know, what, what the English call uh, the tricasts and all these kind of exotic bets. Um, but because the British private bookies, high street bookies became strong, super strong, the tote really was the sort of uh, an anemic, you know, cousin of the whole, of the whole lot. And uh, what, what, um, some venture capitalists and other bookies are trying to do is is bring together uh, 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 pool betting, exotic betting, and the only way to do that is have liquid markets. And the only way to get the liquid markets is to is to commingle. And commingle means that when you you get together with other racing jurisdictions where people are betting like there's no tomorrow, and that that's like Hong Kong, <laughs> you know, where everyone and their mother is betting like it's no tomorrow on everything all the time, you know. So. Um, and um, that, that that's what it's for. And it, you really have to change how people do things. It's possible. You know, you think about a lot of things you do in the world and what you were doing 20 years ago. A lot of things are very different. And so you can imagine in 20 years time, you know, uh, you know, the pool betting in England might become a thing. You know, that, you know, I've often said this to people that, you know, after some experience in Australia and in France, you know, in, in Australia, you go to the restaurant and you can place a bet in the restaurant and and the, and the, and the restaurant is is connected to the to the to the bet to the betting office it's it's connected whereas the english betting office is a very dingy dirty place on the high street where you go in and you kind of look around before you go in to see if anyone's looking <laughs> you go in the otb right you know as the right. americans call it right whereas whereas that you know in 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 france as well the the, the pmus are in cafes now they're not necessarily all luxurious cafes but you can go in there and get a croissant and a coffee and then you can make place your bet to the woman who's serving the coffee and it's it's all connected yeah well so why that can't sounds the, nice 
yeah, why can't the British do that? Why can't they have these terminals in their sure. supermarkets, in their coffee shops and all the rest of it, in their bars? So they need to get their thinking together, you know? So, right. And if, if co-mingling and pool betting kicks off, then people might say, listen, I'll play a pick six while I'm in the supermarket, you know, for a pound instead of the lottery, the gaming. So sure. it's, around, it's about changing people's perception of the difference between gaming and gambling. This is the big problem that the English have to do right now. Um, we have a, a note from um, I.L. Get carried. Thanks for joining the show. As yeah. far as I know, and again, folks, I just came off of work here. Uh, the PPs that you see on the screen are from Equibase. So I believe Equibase does have the PPs available, obviously. DRF will have their uh, PPs available tomorrow if you're watching here in the States live or replay. Again, Friday, the DRF will have the uh, PPs. Out. I have a feeling it might come out tonight, though. I would, I would yeah. check tonight. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, the, the horse that's going to be the favorite, and by the way, this is Phillips' top choice. Yeah. Two to one morning line. I think is going to go off as odds on. You're probably going to mm. get less than twos uh, in Europe. Again, when I say twos and threes, folks, for those United States, you subtract one. So if a horse goes off at threes in in the UK, mm. we use that phrase. That'd be two to one by yeah. our parlance. It, Authority is a very nice horse. I actually have a replay to show. As I bring up the replay here, Davey, why don't you talk about the big favorite, most likely, in race one on Saturday, Authority. Okay, yeah. Well, Authority's big, big form is a two-length second to Contrail in the Japan Cup. Is that the race you're about to this show? This is, I'm going to bring it up right now without sound. You can. This is the stretch run right here, folks, and you see the okay. blue so uh, the blue uh, cap here, as I'm pointing, that is Authority. This will be about 30 seconds. I'll just run it through without yeah. sound, Davey, and you can talk over it, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was no secret Contrail was going to win the race. Um, you know, arguably the best uh, the best horse, uh, Middle Eastern horse the Japanese have had in in a few years, and they seem to have one every couple of years. So, um, if you if you look closely, Chris, yeah, we see, yeah, Contrail c- comes there. He is, yeah, gets up that golden highway up the middle there, and. You know, but if you look at the distance between the second horse and the, and the rest of the pack, it's it's fairly sizable. So Contrail was the only one who really sort of, you know, made made a race of it there. You know, yeah. um, and that and that and that and that's the best turf form in the whole card, uh, with the exception of Sealaway. And Sealaway is running in the in the in the in the Saudi Cup. So, um, but but you know, you believe he is beatable though. I I think I think he's beatable because we've got the right trainer. We've got the right uh, jockey. We've got a horse that was roughly at that level. You know, he's running against top Group One horses. That listen, the German horses won the arc. You know, you yeah. know, he was running against those horses. Uh, he was close to them. Collateral form is pretty good. And uh, listen, they wouldn't. Have, you know, the the the, the shake in uh, in Saudi Arabia doesn't get out of bed one morning and say, "Listen, where do I drop like seven hundred thousand guineas tomorrow?" <laughs> yeah. You know they have a lot of money, and they, and sometimes it can be frivolous. But they have advisors and consultants. They pay people. I don't know who they are. They're much smarter than sure. me. But there's there's going to be someone in England, you know, walking around with a trilby hat somewhere who's got a like a brain on a, a far advanced level than I have, who's advised them to sure. do this. You know, yeah, and listen, they don't. They they're, they're pointing these horses towards specific yeah. races, obviously. Yeah. David, we're going to go ahead and move on. I just want to briefly mention there is an American in this race, Channel Cat. I don't yeah. like him at all. He's gone completely. Yeah. Off form, he does show yeah. early speed. I'm guessing he's going to be sent for Joel Rosario, who yeah. uh, the the uh, U.S. 
uh, Eclipse Rider of the Year. Congratulations to Joelle, who was just named the for the with the Eclipse Award, which is our you know top rider of the year uh, last month. But I don't really like his chances. I think six to one is absolutely ridiculous. I don't think he has much of a chance at all in this race. Yeah. The other two horses that Davy and Philip like, and again, Dave, I'm gonna go ahead and move along. A pile driver is a very uh, very likable horse. He's very good. He's won uh, throughout Europe. So pile driver is going to take a lot of money and can absolutely win for Martin Dwyer in the saddle. And then also the number 12, I think it's a I don't know if that's pronounced correctly. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to butcher some names. I apologize well, you to know, all let, the people overseas here who are watching let's, the show. Let's, but... let's briefly talk about the two French horses in that. You know, let's go ahead. A bar is a decent horse, but all the all winds are soft and heavy, you know? Yes. It's a rocket Gibraltar on the damn side, you know? So, and it's not going to get soft and heavy in uh, in no. Saudi Arabia on Saturday. And the other thing to remember is that it's, a, it's an Aga Khan horse, and there's politics there too, because the Aga Khan is a, you know, a leader of the, uh, you know, a certain sect of the Shia nation, you know? So, you know, this is not necessarily a, a, a big beef between them in horse racing circles, but... You know, they like to say, listen, I've got my horse here. You have to respect me. This is, these are my colors. They're running in your country, et cetera, et cetera. So, sure. you know, th- this was the fittest horse of his brigade. For, he raced in Hong, she raced in Hong Kong last, last, last December. Yeah. And, uh, beat, you know, did beat, there you did go. beat a buyer, uh, did beat, uh, excuse me, it was just, just, uh, short of pile driver who, uh, who beat yeah. a buyer. Right. Exactly. So, so, so thereabouts, but, but I don't. I, I I don't think with the with the with the with the firm with the firm going, that sure. it's 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 got a chance. And and the other French horse was you know was you know great graded place form in France, but also always over very soft or heavy. Okay. Uh, yeah. So and uh, you're saying the German horse that you like uh, might yeah. actually appreciate the ground um, in Saudi Arabia as well, correct? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting race to start. I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to be flipping a little bit back and forth, folks. So like I said, I apologize for that. Let's go on to the second race. Uh, race two, as I'm going to bring us back on screen here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and switch the banners. Got a lot of stuff to switch around. All right. Let's go to race two. This is the 125 there in Britain, uh, British time. Uh, it is 8.25 Eastern Standard Time in the morning, Saturday. And 8.25 Eastern Standard Time. This is the 1351 Cup. This is a turf sprint. A turf sprint. They're going about six and three quarters. Yeah, it's an extended turf sprint, really, yeah. Extended turf sprint, right. You're used to seeing in Dubai, you know, maybe going, you know, one turn, you know, five furlongs, six furlongs. This is a turn. So there is a turn. I would say for those American viewers watching the show, I would say this is, I guess, closest to maybe the six at Belmont or maybe the six and a half off the new shoot at Santa Anita. So it is a one turn, six and three quarters. Go ahead. Uh, go one, ahead one thing to note though, the, the gate starts at the, at the, at the base, basically, uh, what's the American terminology? The, uh, the clubhouse uh, at the end of the clubhouse turn, right. As the backstress starts is where the gate starts. Okay. So, 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 so it's a very long run into the turn is what you're saying. correct? Yeah. And so base, you know, okay. so you're, so you're outside, you're outside drawn horses aren't necessarily the advantage. Disadvantage they'd normally be at. Okay, so I, I and again, there's a little bit of a, of a because uh, Davy's obviously in the UK. I don't mean to step on his toes with yeah. my words. I'm yeah. trying not to interrupt him. In case you didn't catch that again, Davy's at the end. So the outside draws are not nearly as bad as they normally would be for this type of race. Uh, Davy, you see the picks on the screen. Before we go to your picks, uh, you can see 
Uh, our good friend Phil Edwards is going um, seven nine fourteen. He's going with Naval Crown yeah. on top, who's a horse for a pretty darn good trainer who's had one hell of a year last year. Charlie yeah. Appleby with William Buick, who looks to be one of the favorites. So Davey is actually not going with a favorite here in this race. And yeah. also uh, Philip has the nine Rohan, which I think is a very interesting horse for Ryan yeah. Moore. Yeah. And then he has the 14 song line. And I do have a replay FYI Davey yeah. on song line that will right. show, but you are going with the number 11 yeah. who looks to be a bit of a long shot for Joseph O'Brien and Christophe Soulion. It mm. is thunder moon. Right. Well, I, I, I've, uh, again, I flip-flopped uh, a little bit. I was, I was playing Songline, you know, for the last two weeks. And, and then I got myself thinking about, you know, the other well, favorite's going to be the uh, Appleby horse. And therefore, I have to, you know, the Appleby horse can't lose. Um, and I, I look back, it had good, good form with Master of the Seas, a horse you were wanting to play last year. Yes. Um, but I... Ultimately, it w- ultimately, I think its win against Master of the Seas was when it was was second up in Maidan last year. Master of the Seas was only first up and needed the race, so I think too much stock is put into that particular line of form. And I think some of the other horses, particularly the ones I've I've looked at, for example, Thunder Moon was a Group One winner in Ireland in, the, in their big Group One race, uh, the National in. Um, as a two-year-old, he didn't win last year. But what he did do was have a very, very good second-place finish in France um, in the um, uh, Prigent Prat, I believe. That'd be uh, a, uh, at Deauville. It looked like it was soft that day, going seven. Yeah, yeah. Lost well, to laws of indices, I believe. Is that how yeah, you lo- laws of indices. Now, um, yes. you know, uh, I mean, that's 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 a seven furlong race. And uh, so this is the right distance for him. Uh, it's been tried at different at different distances. They were, I think they wanted to make him a, you know, a, a, um, they wanted to they wanted to do, do, try try a mile with him and so on and so forth. But I think the seven furlongs is the is the right distance. What what attracted me even more was uh, there are no Aidan O'Brien battalion. So the sun is doing a few things. He's flying the flag for the Irish, um, and you know. This is the horse that was expected to be the great horse as a three-year-old, and it didn't pan out. And there's something about the booking of Christoph Sumion. Sumion would have been known to have been there if his, he's contracted to the Aga Khan. He had to go there. And there's plenty of Irish jockeys who could have been called up for this. I think it's not- noticeable that O'Brien chooses you know, the French champion jockey, um, Belgian rider, but he's the French champion jockey to go, to go and do this. Um, perennial French champion jockey. So there's something about the jockey booking that tri- that triggered me. Um, and I think reading comments from Joseph O'Brien, um, they're very subdued, and I, I like that. And he's also talking about the horse getting optimal conditions. So, you know, it ran second in that race in Dover, very soft conditions. This is the conditions it needs. Uh, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a good it's got a you know a, a decent draw given that the wide draw isn't a problem isn't a problem in this. What's you know, so um, what's he drawn? Actually, he's drawn, he's drawn five. Barry yeah, so five. actually, he's drawn five. He's drawn perfectly. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So this do you know, is. Do you know this style? I see there's numbers at the top. I'm not over familiar with Brisnet. There, yeah. There's early and late pace figures. It's always tricky to tell unless I watch yeah. replays. Uh, yeah. Where do you think Thunder Moon will be in the early stages of this race? If you had to guess, uh, I, I I think he'll be held up and he'll come rattling. Okay. 
and yeah. you think there there should be enough speed you would think to set up uh, yeah. his close. So yeah. so uh, Davy is going with a bit of a long shot here. The horse, uh, another very interesting horse here, the fourteen song line six to one morning line. This is Christophe Lemaire. Someone asked on the show, I believe it was Dean said, is he as good as he reads about it? Christophe Lemaire is, is excellent. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're talking one of the world's horse, top 10 jockeys. Songline has been, um, right. He's been um, running in Japan and the Japanese sprinters are very good in general. Would you say? Yeah. Um, I, not well, I'm not sure about that, but okay. I think that the Japanese, Japanese, uh, uh, Milers are, are definitely very good, and the middle distance horses. So uh, we're going to watch Songline. We're going to watch Songline here, Davy. I'm going to go full screen. Actually, we are full screen. Sorry. Yeah, the sprint. Uh, Songline the sprint is, is going to be yeah. the ten horse, I believe. Right here, I believe, if I'm correct, with the arrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, this now this was the this was the mile. This was at a mile uh, race, so he's cutting mm. back in distance. But you think uh, that the the cutback will suit this horse? As I go in. Let yeah. the up. Oh, sorry about that. As we let it roll through. Up. Oh, hold on a second. Should just pop up right into that spot. I apologize. There we go. Uh, Songline. Actually, Songline's right here, I believe. Yeah, maybe. it's a filly. Yeah. So yeah. now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So what you have to what you have to bear in mind is the horse who finished third in this race. Okay, he's fa fading right now. Is Grenadier Guards. Okay. Who subsequently went on to break all the break all the clocks in the last races of the, in his last race of the season? I think it was in November or sometime in Japan. Um, We're uh, talking about this uh, horse right now. Yeah, was extremely good at the end of the year, and here is Songline. She handily just beaten beat in a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Songline, if this race had been over seven, would have been the winner. So you know, so this is this is the logic. This is why I was betting Songline okay. at seven to one two weeks ago. Got it. Got you it. know. Uh, and I've only I've only moved off Songline uh, because of the Sumion, because of the O'Brien, because of the the quality of the horse that you know was a really good group winning one group one winning horse as a two year old that didn't really fire but gets us optimal conditions and and gets a good price. So, By the way, uh, if Christoph Lemaire is as good as I'll get carry things, he's Irad, Joel, Flavian yeah. Pratt, and Johnny V put together. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's pretty good jockey right there. Then, well, there are there are organisations. I think I forget the name of it. You know, who keeps who keeps track of these global rankings of of horses and jockeys yes. as well. And uh, it is interesting. The uh, I think I think if you if you if you look at it, I think your French and South African jockeys are really something else. You know, when you really get into the jockey the jockeymanship the jockey ship. So. Um, all right. So, well, yeah. very quickly, I just want to mention, and and I again, folks, I do not know. I'm very big on pace scenarios, Davy, and I try mm -hmm. to lay out, you know, how, you know who's going to be on the lead. I have no idea, folks. I'm going to tell you as of this very moment. I'm sorry, I can't give you more information. I do want to mention there's Naval Crown, by the way, for uh, Charles Lapley. He'll be one of the favorites here. Uh, I believe uh, there is. Where's Casa Creed here? I got to find Casa Creed. Is yeah. it the one? I think it's the Casa one. Casa Creed is in this race. This is an American. Uh, Louis Saya is coming over to ride for Bill Mott. Um, he's an honest horse, but you know he's just okay. He was better when he was younger. Yeah. I just want to you know mention all the U.S. horses where people are interested. Davy um, mm. eight to one. I think would be silly. I think he should be. It's probably more like twenty to one. Yeah, uh, yeah, in this field, I I don't like Casa Creed here in this spot. Anything yeah, else, very quickly before we move on, Davy? Well, yeah, you have to talk about the horse Philip mentioned, Rohan, and that's taken some money in British markets in the last uh, twenty four hours. I think he's okay. nine to one, fourth favorite, something of the sort. Okay. Now, 
what one thing to know about that horse is that um a lot of times i would conclude with a lot of um international horses at a meet like this because the saudis and will be paying a lot of uh earth, uh earth rate for the horses for the connections the hotels will be laid on for free you know there's a lot of it it's a it's a freebie it's a gravy train thing for a lot of people sure. and um and no disrespect to you know people are going out there and doing business they might be taking one horse to run and they might be selling two others and this and that and the rest you know but this particular horse that i discounted myself originally and i discounted it because it's a it's a mason and a mason is a is a is a horse that's a soft ground uh horse uh sire and this won't be soft ground but the trainer evans is a northern trainer in britain who basically is a specialist of sprint races you know you have these guys in the states as well you know yes. uh the wesley ward type right you know he, say, yeah. yeah he's a wesley ward of the wesley ward of the uk uh and, and less heralded you know not you know you won't really see him in the major uh, southern tracks but this horse is what they call a handicapper. It's not really the group horse or the horse like a, um, a Happy Romance and Happy Power and um, Thunder Moon, these horses that have ran in big group races. This horse runs in what they call handicaps. And these are the sort of charge of the light brigade races that you see at these big tracks like Goodwood and Ascot, where there's 28 runners or something. And this horse is, you know, has, has won these types of races. So... Um, that not necessarily mean he's the best of the 28 horses running. It just means that within races, sure. within races, he had the best sort of line and he was in the best side of the track or something of this sort, you know. Uh, so he can perform. He could surprise. He could pop up and win. Uh, ultimately, I'm against him, but I can see why people are for him, you know. Okay. I just want to also mention for especially the American viewers watching, you'll see a bunch of these horses have a prep over synthetic. This one had a prep at Lingfield. There are several tracks in Europe, UK, especially, uh, where there are some synthetic uh, courses. And a lot of these trainers like to give a horse a run over yeah. these synthetics to get them ready. It is yeah. purely a prep. I wouldn't read much into those at all. Would you yeah. agree with yeah. that? Yeah, Thunder maybe? Moon had a prep in Dundalk and Ireland. You know, they weren't right. trying to win the race. They were just, you know, getting sure. the cobwebs out, you know? Okay. So let's go ahead and, and move on. It's going to be a fascinating race. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty wide open there. Um, again, Davey has yeah, some... You have to go wide position. in that race, you know? That's that's a wide race. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. Go spread everyone in that race. All right, let's... Whoops, sorry, I wanted to bring uh, this back. Nope, I didn't want to do that. Let's do that. All right, let's go to race three. I'm going to go ahead and switch the screens. By the way, I also want to go full screen just for a second, Davey, with you and I only. Yeah. I think it's very – let me go ahead and take this off the screen. Yeah. If people are wondering why are we going this deep into these picks, first of all, I strongly believe in this podcast. I don't think you're going to get an American podcast going this deep into these races anywhere in the country. If you have a desire to bet on Saturday, this is the this is the podcast to watch. And that is – it's a bit selfish and a little arrogant to say, but there are a lot of great podcasts out there, folks. I don't think you're going to get as deep a dive and as great detail – uh, here in the States, as you'll get with Davy Lane, number one. Number two, if you're interested in betting Dubai, if you're interested in betting Dubai in a month from now, Davy, I would have to assume some of these horses are going to be running back in a month from now. That would be another mm -hmm. reason. And the third reason, if you're a really uh, deep diver here in the States, you would like to follow a little bit of Euro races. Obviously, many of these top Europeans and Asians, but let's just speak to the Euros, are going to be running, of course, in Europe throughout the summer and then eventually perhaps back at Keeneland in the Breeders' Cup. So the more you can get a feel for these horses, the more you learn about these horses, 
you won't be going in blind later in the year or in the summer or at at Keeneland. So I do think it's really important, Davey, for our viewers mm -hmm. to understand that this podcast really isn't just about Saturday. It's about really the races going forward throughout the summer. Right. Do you think that's important to follow these horses? Correct. Correct. Right. And, and you know, you, you, it, it, you, you'll find, you'll find that some of them and you won't hard, hard to believe it afterwards, but they actually may have shipped the horse, you know, thousands of miles yeah. uh, to a rich race. And they were only really just prepping, you know, they were getting, they were getting sun on the back of the horse. Because if the horses come to Saudi Arabia for two weeks, walked around, then had a race and finished fifth or sixth, when it comes out in the UK in May, boom, you know, because like, mentally the horse has been in a good place, you know, no, Phys physically, what have you. So, so, so don't necessarily think that they're all coming here to win. Some of them might be coming here because they can, they got a free shipping, just like Amazon.com. You know? Absolutely. Exactly, and then and then they roll up in in some place, and and then the horses are better horses. A lot of horses, if you follow Medan racing, that they show up in the UK in kind of late April, May, and you know, and all of a sudden, you know, they're winning because they, they you know, the horse has been in a good place. Absolutely, Jimmy. By the way, thanks for the shout out. We appreciate it. All right, let's go on to uh, race three here. Race three is the Longines Red Sea Turf Handicap. It's a Group Three. They're going a long distance, at least in terms of American standards, a mile and seven eighths. So this is quite the distance here. It's three thousand meters. Um, I it's a it's a I think they're starting in front of the stands, I believe. So they'll be going. Or actually, they might be starting the backstretch. I, I should know, Davy. I apologize for not knowing yeah. where they're going to start start this damn thing. But anyway, whatever. They're going a long way. Okay, it's going to take a while for them to yeah. run. Yeah. I can tell. I what what an expert I am. Uh, and uh, I apologize, to everyone at King Abdul Aziz yeah. yeah. racetrack. Anyway, it's a mile and seven eighths, Davy. Yeah. You see the picks there on the screen. You and Philip are somewhat similar. There is a horse. Are we? Okay. Yep. Yeah. You see on the bottom of the screen there. Okay. Uh, cool. yeah. There is oh. a horse in this race that when I watched the replay, Davey, I was like, whoa, a yeah. serious horse for, again, for uh, Charles Appy, uh, Appleby and William Buick and the, yeah. the boys in blue, Godolphin, Siskiny or Siskiny, I believe it's yeah. on Siskiny, the yeah. nine you both have on top. We're going to watch a replay. This horse looks like he could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch this. Yep. Uh, hold hold on up. tight. Hold on. Uh, this, we're going to, yep. Um, and I'm going to go ahead. I'll go ahead and start and then we'll fast forward. As I start, just talk a little bit about this horse we're going to watch, Davey. Yeah, well, you know, this horse, when in this particular race you're going to watch, wasn't the favorite horse. He's right uh, here, by the way, in the white cap, folks. We're not going to watch the whole race. He'll be on the inside the whole way, and then he'll explode late. Right. Okay, go ahead, Davey. So at some <laughs> level, at some level, he got a good he got a good trip in this. You'll see James Doyle there on the number five on the inside. He got a good trip in this race. You know, well drawn and so on. But it's what he did at the end of the race. You have to pay you have to pay attention to. Um, we'll just let it run from here. Yeah, and this is a listed race, so this isn't necessarily like you know top class race, but this is a progression, a gradation. This horse is is going somewhere, and um, you you have to look what else it's running against. And I think it's 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 coming up again. It, it's peaking at the right. It's peaking at the right time, and we're getting to the point where it's yeah. Here we go. Watch now. Okay. Yeah. Watch now. I mean the horse. Here we go. It had the rep, and now it does veer out into the center, into the center. But I think, I think yeah. that was also Doyle just looking for, looking to basically put the other horses to bed, you know, because a good jockey, if he gets enough in front of a of another horse, will make sure he's kind of like, you know, 
you know, sort of blocking the sort of stride pattern and what have you a little bit, you know. So he finishes in the middle of the, it, but it's just emphatic, you know. And he was that's a serious turn of foot that those that closing yeah. sectional, Davey, had to be yeah. very fast. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I guess the, you know, coming out in the middle of the track as an American better, that would concern me a little bit. It's a pretty yeah. wide sweeping turns yeah. there uh, at yeah. King Abdulaziz. I'm guessing that's not something we should really worry about. Yeah, uh, I th- I think Doyle moved him off the rail because he didn't he, because I think he wanted to make sure he was going to win the race and he wanted to. Okay. He basically wanted to put the others in the shadow. Um, an important thing to realize this when I was umming and ahhing about whether I was going to pick the horse or not is that uh, uh, Buick, who is the senior of the two Godolphin riders, is taking the ride. No. So this is, you know, they'll often, you know, Buick, if Buick is on the horse, you know, is you know, it's the better horse in theory. But, you know, Doyle is a very, very good rider and he, and he will often get, you know a second you know the the other godolphin and he and he will win but i think with what the the four horses that appleby's taken i think this is the horse that i paid more attention to because of the jockey switch you know buick jumping on it's the favorite i'm backing the favorite i'm no apologies for that i think he was three to one or five to two but that's the um that's the horse that i think is on the upside and on the upswing i actually did have a german horse that i actually was was planning to play before it, but it was in the likely fields, but it didn't make it. A Camelot called uh, Nuriam, uh, but there you go. That's life, you know. Is, is um, this a horse, Davy? For people that are going to be playing, uh, yeah. I pick a pick for you know uh, what is that a, called a a quaddy? I believe is that what you folks call? No, it? that's <laughs> that's an Australian thing. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, for people that are playing in a, a pick four, um, yeah. or is this a horse you think people can lean on, Davy, so to speak? That is a would you say quote likely winner, or are there a lot of possibilities in this race, in your opinion? I, I I like him a lot. I mean, you can go okay. you can you can go down the field. You've got. Let me. Do you want me to just eliminate the rest, and then you realize that he is a likely winner, and you should sing. Oh uh, sure, I can. We can just do it very quickly here. I yeah. mean, you can see on the PPs. Go ahead. Yeah, you've got Sonny Boy Liston. You know, it was a top weight for the Melbourne Cup. It's a very very big horse. It needs. It. I think it needs a run to get to get up. It's also carrying top weight. Remember, this is a handicap, so there's a there's a gradation of weights in this race. You've got to pay attention to that. One hundred and thirty seven pounds, I believe. Right, pounds. right. Yeah, okay. Then you have Princess Zoe, which is a sort of uh, you know small time Irish trainer locked into a, a former jumps horse. You know that horse won a Group One in France in in a bog. It's not going to do well here. It's the the connections are going for a jolly. The train the train is trying to make place money. I think uh, the horse has been known to be a fragile horse that they shouldn't run on firm ground, but yet they're sending them on firm ground. So that's a that's a that's a toss. Uh, Davey, I, I I know what you mean, but you're throwing out some terminology some American betters don't know. It. Please explain very quickly a jolly. You just threw that name out there as if you're uh, talking to a, a huge crowd of uh, UK punters here. Yeah. <laughs> A jolly means if you, it means you're you're going to an event, as this case a race event, where all the meal and all the pork pies and all and all the bloody brandy and wine and all the rest of it is laid on for free on the table, and you play in your bets and you get some you get a chauffeur to the hotel and this and that and the rest, of and and because you because you're an owner of a horse you get you get to you get to shake hands with the shake and this guy and the other guy and there's a jolly. That's right. what they call a jolly. Okay. All right. The three. The three. Uh, uh, I don't know if you. You know what, David? I, I don't. I'm, I don't mean. I know you've done a ton of homework, but I want to yeah. move on. A you want to move on? Yeah. 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 I apologize, but let's just go real quickly to your second choice, then we'll go ahead to the next race. Right. Uh, you have Stay Foolish, who 
Um, this is a horse that's been running in Japan. Yeah. 20 to 1 um, yeah. in the American mooring line with Aquavase for mm -hmm. there's that guy again, Christoph Lemaire. Right. And, and uh, the trainer, Yahagi, Mr. Yahagi, who you'll know from Loves, Loves Only You, was interviewed uh, yesterday yes. and asked, asked about the horse. Yeah. And he and, and and he said, you know, who's your who's your best chance? You know, they were all trying to tell, ask. They were all sort of loading the question and hoping he would say Marsh Lorraine. Of course, he didn't say Marsh Lorraine. He he said um, uh, foolish. foolish. They foolish. Yeah. So yeah. so he he's done that. Um, you know, this is a stay. And he said why? And he said because he's he's he stays. This is a, this distance will suit him. Okay. Um, he went to he went to Hong Kong for for the for their for their race their vase what's called the Hong Kong vase it's a mile yeah. four, and and he didn't pan out and uh, this is longer and this suits the horse better so it's a guaranteed uh, it's in the it's a, it's in the top three regardless I almost had wow. it on top but okay. but Siscani is an up and coming four that, so I that's interesting that. because Stay Foolish has really not been this distance and also yeah. just again me the, the knucklehead. You know, American handicapper yeah. here. I don't like the two for 29, Davey. He's only won two races yeah. in 29 lifetimes. Yeah. So he might be a bit of what we call a nibbler here in the States, someone who maybe yeah. it's the second or third place, but uh, possibly yeah. a very interesting. I see only lost of loves only you last February by a length. So that, that shows me something. Um, yeah. And then very quickly, you both have Nayoff Road in right. third. You have a few seconds on him and then we'll move on. Yeah, yeah, I played this horse and won on this horse, you know, a couple of years ago, and I did that because I I, I loaded up the entries for the German Derby, which you know a lot of English punters wouldn't do, and I'm like, well, what's that? What's that horse? What's that English trainer sending that horse over to that place for? He ultimately didn't run in the race, but the but the point is, is they were pointing him there. So when he ran in a subsequent weaker race at a, at, a, at a great price, I was all over him because I knew that they had plans for the horse or he was at a certain at a certain standard. He's since been hit and miss, and sometimes he's hit big and sometimes he's not. Um, but they're, they're aiming at this race because they won it last year with Subjectivist, which was a great horse that just got injured, and that's just the way racing is. Yeah. Um you know, he's gone toe to toe with the top British staying horses. Um, so he's Stradivarius there, I see. Yeah, exactly. A few starts back. Yeah, and he's lost. He's lost by a few lengths here and there, yeah. and he really he's improving. Done, looks like he, too. Yeah, he's done respectably. So he's going to be in the mix some, somewhere, yep. somewhere or other in this race. Okay, uh, Andrea Adzani, fantastic rider as well. Yeah, it's All right. rider. Yeah. Okay. All right, Dave. Let's go ahead and move on. Boy, your insight is really fantastic. I, I think it's great that. You know, as I put you back on screen here, and this is just Davey's opinion. I mean, you might, you could hear from 10 or 15 people, especially from overseas who might have different opinions. But for me, Davey, it's really refreshing to hear you talk so highly of some of these horses that look like, that are big morning lines, at least in our PPs here in the States. That fascinated, that just gets my blood pumping. That 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 gets me, fat. That I'm fascinated because uh, that means we might get some prices on these horses. So yeah. uh, let's go ahead and move on. Now, the race four and five, we're not going to talk about, folks. Let me take this off the screen here. Uh, race four and five, we're not going to talk about. Those are Arabian uh, races. They're outside of the pick six. So we're not going to talk about those. Let's move on to uh, race six. This, I think, is a very interesting race. And I uh, let me just go. Let's put a post back on screen so people don't have to see yeah. the, the PPs yeah. rolling through. Um, race six is the... Saudi Derby. It's uh, the Saudi Saudi Derby Cup. It's a Group Three. It's a mile or sixteen hundred meters. These yeah. are for the restricted uh, three-year-olds. I think maybe South. I don't know if there's any South Americans in the race, but um, yeah, there is. 
Okay, so four. There be four. They'd be four. I think if they're four in South America, then they're actually three in other places in the world. It's confusing, but anyway, if there's if there are the South Americans are probably four years old. Yeah, really yeah, they're, they're four years the old. Yeah, they're six months older. Yeah. Davey, you are going, and again, uh, behind the scenes here, I'm just switching the PPs here so we can see. All right, let's bring up our picks here. There are the picks, and uh, I, I'm assuming, Davey, you sound as if you didn't see Phillips' picks, so I assume you'll you'll find this interesting. Uh, Davey is going with the number two, Perfect Love, um, and I'm going to go ahead and bring up the – sorry here. There we go. Uh, the number two, Perfect Love, uh, yep. This horse has been running in Uruguay. Hello. Yep. All right, Uruguay. Davey, you gotta sell us. You gotta sell us on the South American. Here we go. Okay. Okay. For me, this horse was, you know, was a was a trifecta play, superfecta play, if you will. Okay. Uh, a di- a difficult race because I wasn't sure any of the horses in here were very good at all. Um, okay. So I, I had a lot of trouble with the race. Um, I didn't like the Baffert horse, although one has to put one has to make him a, a, an A at some level, or you know. Um, well, I'll talk about him in a minute. I got strong you, opinions on him. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing them. All and right. I'd re- and I'd really settled on the uh, on the Japanese horse as my top pick, which is uh, Skei uh, Sekifu. Um, and the reason has been that he was a uh, he has a Kentucky he has a Kentucky Derby entry. He's he's accepted to go to the UAE next month, so they're okay. plotting things. He's maintained his rider. I think Christian de Muro, an Italian rider who's based in Japan, has come over particularly for this race. So I was hot on this horse, and I was also hot on a horse that was supplemented for the race, Sovereign Prince, an Appleby horse. Uh, but they they were drawn very very wide. You know, I think they're drawn like twelve and thirteen or something. I've got the uh, Sovereign Prince is the thirteen. If it's yeah. out of thirteen, and yes, uh, Sekifu, I yeah. believe is is the 12, twelve. That's correct. Right. So, I, you know, I went with. I, I looked at it and I said, you know, you know, these horses just might get stuck and they might not. They might, you know, and 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 so who wins it? Because everything else is no good as far as I could see. There were some random English turf horses being thrown in. There's three Saudi Arabians I know nothing about. Uh, I was, you know, there's one side Ben Saro horse, Island Falcon, that also has a Kentucky Derby entry, but his form is sort of so-so, you know, it's not, not impressive. So I was kind of lost on this. Okay. And I had a sentimental thing, you know, where, you know, well, the Uruguayan, and I thought to myself, no, I'm not being sentimental. I'm looking at the form here and what's going on. And I watched the race in Uruguay, and this was a hard-as-nails group one race for two-year-olds. And this horse went a mile and four, and this horse went around all the way wide, like in the sixth path, mm-hmm. and 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 ran fast. Was held up in around fifth place or something, but had to go on a wide sweeping turn, and and still and still finished a good good solid fourth, and really could have been right there uh, if, with a better trip. Now I'm saying to myself, what's going on here? With this trainer now this particular trainer is a brazilian who's based in uruguay came to maidan last year and with first up horses he won he, uh, i think a couple of the horses he has that won in in, in maidan in dubai last year are running on friday's card mm. so watch friday's cards for the uruguayan okay. horses now um so for me this horse is a is 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 a, it, it, well this this particular trainer has ran horses 
who have been four-year-olds against three-year-olds and had had more weight. This horse will carry out. Have you got the notes there? Uh, how much more? I think uh, 131. Six or... He's 131, Davey, compared to it looks like a lot of 121 for about 10 right. more pounds. Yeah. Right, right. And, and I would be against that, but I saw his horses last year in the same situation run away from the, the local Maidan horses. Um, and I said to myself, okay, he's done this before. He's brought horses first up strong horses that may be older that can actually carry the weight listen if the horse is a big big horse it can carry the weight it's not like you know you know okay. so and, and i and i came to the conclusion here's where i'm going to get the price here's where uh, i'm going to get the price sovereign prince we're not going to watch the replay i want to keep this moving i i did watch his last two runs the last run i thought was extremely impressive but this has been on turf now he's he's by dubawi however I'm going to zoom in a little bit. On the dam side, there's a horse that a lot of people in the States are going to be very familiar. I don't know if you can see it at the top of the screen there. He is uh, um, uh, by uh, Dubawi out of a Bernardini mare. So right. perhaps this horse can get dirt. I will say in general, I'm very dubious of horses, Davey, that have never run on dirt. Now, yeah. people are going to say, what about Mishriff last year? Mishriff ran on dirt once. Yeah. He ran on dirt before last year's uh, Saudi Cup victory. So right. if this horse can get, you know, taped to the dirt, I think he's live. But I just want to say off the off the top, I'm always a bit uh, dubious of that. Uh, call me a you know a skeptic or whatever. But yeah. um, I don't know. Now now let's talk about we got to talk about one horse here before we move on. L let me I'm gonna put us on screen here with Pine yeah. Um Actually, let me let me take us off screen and then. So everyone sees the PPs. I've got a replay I want to show real quick, Davey, of Pinehurst, yeah. if you don't mind here. Yeah, uh, Pinehurst, I got it right here, ready to go. This is Pinehurst's last effort against um, a horse called Forbidden Kingdom. He was 5-2. to two. Uh, he, Pinehurst is right here, uh, Davey. Had, right. had every chance to win. By right. the way, these are all three Bafferts right here, believe it or not, and they all lost. I know a right. lot of people were happy about that. Anyway, here's Pinehurst. I got to tell you. Even though this horse ran very well for Richard Mandela, Pinehurst yeah. to me does not look like a horse that he wants distance. I've seen yeah. this horse run a bunch of times. I know that was a very quick replay, Davey. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just going to say, I don't know the speed situation in this race. I don't yeah. know. Uh, let me go back to the PPs here. Yeah. I don't know how much other speed is in this race. If he gets loose, I'm sure he can win. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Right. But I'll tell you what, if he gets pressured or doesn't break great or whatever, yeah. I think he's going to be a huge, huge underlay, which means way over bet, in yeah. my opinion. I'd be trying to uh, beat Pinehurst, although yeah. admittedly, as of this very moment, I don't have great intel on some of the other horses. Well, I do a real deep dive tomorrow, and of course, I'm listening to you. If there's other speed in the race, uh, I think yeah. Pinehurst is going to be way, way over bet can win but i'd be yeah. against him in general yeah I, i'm against him and he only made my top three ultimately because the uh, flavian pratt has come over for two rides he's come over for pinehurst and country grammar yeah. so why is he flown over i'm thinking well you know maybe he you know he maybe he wants to place money for, for finishing in this race you know because it's a weak race really i mean uh, he, i mean I, I i'm gonna guess davy what do you think is, I, I think he might be odds on i think he might be four to five in the spot i really think he could be that low in this spot yeah, and yeah, he's he's the one to take on if you want to if you want to if you want to win something in this. Yeah, in this it'll car. be interesting to see. I'm not rooting against. You know, I I don't want to get into the Baffert nonsense. I'm just saying from a, I don't care who is training him from a betting perspective. Yeah. just knowing the horse, looking at PPs, this is a horse I'd be trying to beat. Well, right. the the wise guy would look at the Godolphin and the Japanese to beat him, which is where I was like yesterday. 
and and then I, and then I can't, then I went hyperwise guy when I found the Uruguayan. <laughs> the Uruguayan, okay. Right. Well, let's hope he runs better than the uh, South African you gave us, uh, Queen Supreme. On, yeah, on listen, if I had a chance, I was going to give you Marshall Lorraine that day, but I was stuck to the. Ah, oh, I know you told us. Well, listen, we, we believe in you, Davey. Otherwise, yeah. we, we wouldn't have you on the show. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to move on to the next race here. Uh, again, this is the penultimate race, folks. So we got this race, and then we're going to talk a good 10 or 15 minutes about the Dubai World Cup. A lot of people watching, thank you very much for joining the show uh, this late afternoon here, early evening on the East Coast. We're talking Saudi Cup Day at King Abdulaziz Racetrack with our, our great friend and punter from the U.K., Davy Lane. Davy, the penultimate race of the card is the Riyadh uh, Cup Sprint. This is the dirt sprint. It's a group right. three. They're going six furlongs in this race or 1,200 meters. You see the picks there on the screen. You and um, Philip are going with the same horse as I go ahead and get oh, wow. that Look at race that. here. Oh, wow. Look at that. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yes, sir. You guys are both going with Dancing Prince. This is a very, very good horse from Japan who has won uh, two in a row, including a grade three last time. Yeah. For Boy, there is a lot of Christophe Lemaire love in yeah. these picks yeah. today, aren't there? I mean, listen, Christophe Lemaire, <laughs> he, he can win five races on this card. Wow. Feasible. It's, it's plausible. All right, talk, talk about Dancing Prince. Uh, I don't really know much about Dancing Prince, to be honest, other than other than he's won, he's he's got Christophe Lemaire booked. Which I okay. think is, you know, is he? He's a, he hasn't ridden him before, as far as I know. No, uh, he is not. He's, he, he's won races, big field races, like sixteen horse races, fifteen horse races in the dirt in Japan, Group Threes. I mean, those are messy, messy, tough encounters. So he's come yeah. through those. So he's in great form. I mean, uh, he's five out of nine, a million dollars. Yeah, you know, he, uh, he's he, only had six lifetime starts as a. Yeah, sorry, nine lifetime starts, Davey, as a six-year-old. Yeah. Might yeah. be a little bit ouchy, as I like to say. I don't know. That always gives mm. me a little bit of cause yeah. for pause. Yeah. But obviously, he's in great form. Yeah. Another horse you guys have here in second uh, is the uh, – oh, did it skip over the five? Where's the number five? Okay. Went from four to six. Now I'm I'm at loss for words. Um, the five horse is uh, – sorry – uh, is that Ginobili? Looks like maybe. Yeah, Gen yeah, we got yeah the five horses Ginobili. Okay, but why is Ginobili not in the PPs? Okay, well anyway, I can talk about. Go yeah. ahead, you talk about Ginobili, and then I can talk about well, Ginobili a little bit as well. You know, on my PPs, well, my, you know, Ginobili is down as a non-runner. Um, oh. And I've looked on social media for the last like twelve hours trying to find out, and I don't see anything anyone talking about it. So. Um, okay, I'm in a. Folks, so, I'm at a huge loss. Perhaps the horse is scratched. I yeah. Again, I've been working all day. I, I all right. Yeah. I'm going to assume Ginobili is scratched. That would sort of shock me, but I don't see him anywhere, folks. If anyone knows about Ginobili in the comments, if you could comment and I let mean, us know, but I don't see him anywhere. So that'd be news to both of us. I, I saw him arrive. I saw him arriving in Saudi Arabia, looking fine. He, he got off. He got okay. off. The he got off the truck. So something may have happened. But the uh, well, let's hope the horse is okay. Ginobili's a very fast horse. I liked him. I'll, yeah. Let me just take, put us on the screen a little bit. If Ginobili's running, very fast horse, um, was in the Breeders' Cup mile and made a nice little run against Life is Good, yeah. but flattened out. I think finished second that day, or maybe no, nah, actually, I'm not sure he finished second. But then they sent him to New York, ran in the um, Cigar Mile, did not run very well. I don't think he's run since that race. I could be wrong, 
But you know, I don't want to keep talking about Ginobili because I don't see him. So let's yep. not, let's talk about Capano kicking, who's a nice horse for William Buick. Uh, yep. has the mount. Also another horse from Japan. Well, he 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 won this race last year. Yeah. At a price, I think. I mean, I think yes. it was like double like digits. Massive close. I think I'm trying to remember. Was that uh, was that Matera Sky that had the big yeah. lead? Yeah. And you ran yeah. It, it was it was a real heartbreak, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, I've got it right here. Why am I guessing? <laughs> uh, yeah, jeez, <laughs> it's been a long day, Davey. Yeah, Matera okay. Sky was a very fast horse. Yeah. Um, he ran. I actually watched the replay before we came on. Yeah. Ran him down. Um, I'll tell you the ride that William Buick gave last year was great. He sort of. It's it's weird to talk about a horse that wants cover uh, on a dirt race, but he he just was sat behind, tipped him out in the lane, and absolutely yeah. flew home. Um, he doesn't look like by the PPs though, Davey, he's quite as good a form as he was last year. Yeah, he's, he he looks like he's tailed off. I, I, yeah. Either that, or they just like the Saudi money and they want it. They, he he was he wasn't running, uh, you know, to win those races. He was just okay. running to keep keep warm. I, I, I don't know. Any other uh, final opinions? Because I I think, and again, I, we apologize in terms of. You know, I'm yeah. so used to talking about who's going to go to the lead and the and the race flow. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. idea? I know Switzerland's a fast horse, but he's not very good. Do you know who might, you know, a, a horse that yeah. might be able to go to the lead and wire the field, perhaps, Dave? Well, a horse, a horse that, that probably nature. will go to the lead is Rudy Trigger, the the Argentinian horse. What number that, is that? Uh, uh, Rudy Trigger is the is the he is the these the eleven horse. Okay. Oh, Gladi- Gladiator King used to be actually a Europe, uh, a uh, American American horse. horse yeah, uh, he's, 11, his cell, he's passed so the sell. He's passed the sell by today. Rudy Trigger, there you go. Actually, looks pretty fast, but maybe cheaper than Argentine horse. Yeah. I'm guessing. Looks like the speed's gonna come from the outside with the ten and the eleven. Uh, yeah, that's the way it looks to me, Davey. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. it might set up well for the closers. Yeah, for the uh, uh, behinders. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and Switzerland likes to go, as you say, yeah. So Switzerland yes. and Rudy Trigger, they like to go, don't they? So, All you right. know. Davey, I'm going to put both of us back on full screen here as we're going to talk about the big race of the day here. Let me go ahead okay. and take. Um, folks, we're going to talk about 15 minutes at the very most about the 20 million. Are you serious? 20 million dollar. Uh, Davey, I was thinking there are meets that you don't have twenty million dollars in purses for an entire meet, and this one race is worth twenty million. Davey, talk a little about the Saudi Cup, just where it fits in terms of the racing landscape. You think for for the uh, for the year and how good of a rendition this is, in your opinion? Well, it's probably it's the best rendition there's been of of, of their of their race. Uh, it seems to fit well in in terms of the schedule. Uh, um, I think the Arabian countries are putting together something. The Bahrainis, the Qataris, the uh, the and the Emirates, the Emirates have been at it for a while now. But now the Saudis are joining in. You know, it's what Cuba used to be to the United States, right? You know, yeah. uh, a, a place a place for winter racing, right? You know, a, a, and this is what it's become, I think. And uh, even more, uh, UK. You know, five or ten years ago, it was only a sort of a place for sort of prominent, you know, big stable horses to come in to race in the Dubai Carnival. Increasingly, more and more, there's a lot of like small time guys coming over, you know, uh, uh, to win the to win the bigger pots, you know, because the re- the prize money in Britain is is very very poor. So, so I it's mean, attracting them, uh, and I think I think it's I think it's fitting, and people are getting an appetite for what for watching this stuff because. You know, if you're in the winter with the with the rain and the snow, it's nice to watch. You know, like hot weather and you know sunny racing. Absolutely. 
By so, the way, speaking of which, it's going to be – it was cooler this week. It's going to be quite warm. Now, this this race is going to be uh, run at night at 8.30 local time there. Yeah. Um, this is going to be run at Eastern Standard Time in the States, 12.35 in the afternoon. Early afternoon in the in the States on the East right. Coast, 12.35. The early races is, is going to be quite warm. I'm curious to see how some of these horses are going to acclimate to the warmer temperatures on – on 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 the day on saturday but when this race goes off uh in the desert it cools off pretty quickly uh you see the field there on the screen arrow term coming in from um, south america art collector for mott country grammar for baffert emblem road uh magni coors making miracles mandaloon a horse that i'm very interested in from the united states of course his buddy midnight birdman who they've been battling there's my son mishrif who won last year at 19 to 1. Yeah, real yeah. world for Godolphin. Seal away, a fascinating horse I want to get your opinion on, uh, Davey, who ran yeah. a bang up, a, a cracker, so to speak, last time in yeah. Europe. Secret Ambition, T.O. Keynes, getting a little bit of uh, love and play here, um, a little buzz, I would say, a very nice horse from Japan. Mm-hmm. March Lorraine, who won the Breeders' Cup uh, distaff at like 1,000 to 1 last year and knocked. Everyone, including me, out of the pick five at uh, the at uh, the Breeders' Cup, um, and then you have some also eligibles. Davey, let's go right to our picks here. Uh, so, right. And of course, I have of all the races, this is of course the race I have the strongest opinion on. You don't see my picks on the screen, but I will give yeah. my opinions here. Let me go switch back to these PPs. Davey, you are going. Uh, Philip, by the way, is going seven, eight, nine. He thinks it's very simple yeah. in that way. Davey's going. I'll show real quick. Oh, excuse me. Philip is going with Mandaloon, and then um, oh, the eight. Uh, no, again, we're missing. Oh, there we go. Sorry, go. The eight. He's going Mandaloon, then Midnight Bourbon, and then Mishrif. That is the oh. opinion of Philip Edwards, excellent yeah. handicapper who'll be with us uh, a month from now. Davey, you are going with a horse that I found very fascinating. Yeah. And a gentleman, I believe you have a lot of respect for a good friend of mine. Matt Bernier, who is, does a great job here in the States, yeah. um, is fascinated with T.O. Kane. I think it's pronounced Canes. Yeah. Talk about T.O. Canes. This is a horse coming from Japan, coming off a monster win, yeah. and it looks very live in this spot. Yeah, it it it, it won the Japan uh, Dirt well, Champions Cup um, in December. Uh, by a record a, a record time and, and six length win and it was it could have been a lot more uh and it beat a horse uh chuka wizard who was actually ran i think in saudi last year and finished yes. a respectable race so um and the japanese have been threatening to do this for a while i mean i know already we know already what uh, marshall Lorraine did uh in the phillies to, in the distaff and the breeders cup and that was an unheralded horse from, you know, from uh, secondary tracks in Japan. So this is their big time operator. The times are strong. Um, the draw is good. Um, and I, 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 I think it can win at a price. And I'm, 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 I'm all over the seven and eight to one. I think that's fantastic value. So, um, that, you know, that's, that's, that's the winner for me. I, I already played the horse when it was 16 to one on the anti-post market. Wow. So. So uh, David, I'm putting us on screen because I want everyone to know this is a one-turn, a one-turn mile and eighth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The dirt, from what I've seen, from what I've watched and what I've seen, what I've read about, etc. Um, yeah. Horses are making wide sweeping moves. It's okay to be on the outside on this track. You don't see a lot of horses like coming up the inside. 
if yeah. that's the case, then this track might suit T.O. Keynes perfectly. I think he's going to sit off the speed, Davey. Yeah. I'm very interested. Just for the record, folks, I have him second. Again, I have T.O. Keynes second right. in this race. I think he's very live. I think he's going to take more money than we give him credit for. I have a feeling right. he's going to be five, you know, seven, sixes or sevens. What's he in the UK I market? I, you know, I haven't looked at the UK markets for a while. Just let All me right. take a let me well, take is, I'm gonna give you a chance to look that up, and as yeah. Davy looks that up, let's go to uh, Davy's second choice. This is Phillips' first choice, and this is my first choice. Yeah. I'm a big. I'll go ahead and talk a little bit, Davy. Um, I'm a big fan of Mandaloon. I like yeah. Mandaloon a lot. Um, as we look at his PPs, I'm actually gonna show the replay a little bit of the last race when he raced against Midnight Bourbon. Mandaloon, as I go ahead and bring up the replay here you see mandaloon folks mandaloon this is the last race mandaloon here is the two midnight bourbon who's also in this race is the three i talked about this race quite a bit we previewed this race i liked mandaloon quite a bit in this race mandaloon was a very nice three-year-old last year but was just couldn't quite finish the job i really think mandaloon has grown up brad cox who's the trainer of mandaloon has said the same thing and I really like how he did it here against, I'm just going to, we're going to watch this. He got a very good trip, but Midnight Bourbon, Davey, just walked on the lead, really. It was a relatively yeah. slow pace. And I really like how Mandaloon, you see him right here, coming over the top, a very nice, wide, sustained run. This yeah. came out to be a very fast time. The, the closing sectional here was excellent. Um, he's very professional. Uh, Drew is going left-handed. This horse is straight as a string. And really goes by Midnight Bourbon to me. I don't know about easily, but you know, relatively easily. As you can yeah. see, he wins there by about a half a length. But yeah. I really like the way he did it, Davey. I think this is an up and comer. Let me go ahead and bring back the PPs. I yeah. think he's going to set a very nice trip off the speed. I don't yeah. think he has to be too far back. I just think he makes a lot of sense in this race. Although I will say, I wouldn't take him anything lower than probably fours, which would right. be three to one. Um, by our betting line, if he was, yeah. if he's seven to two, four to one, I, I, I will most likely be putting a win bet on Mandaloon for right. Judmont, the now 2021 Kentucky, Kentucky Derby winner. Derby winner. Um, your, your impressions on Mandaloon, Davey? Uh, well, I mean, he, 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 you know, he's the hometown horse, really. I mean, a lot of people will say he's the American horse, but he's a Saudi Arabian owned horse. And in the same way as Arrogate and what have you, you know, this is going to be Saudi flags everywhere. Uh, you know, it's it, it's it's the horse they're like plotting plotting to win. Uh, Mishra won it yesterday for other Saudi last year for other Saudi connections. Um, I agree with I agree with everything you say. He's probably the likely winner. I'm betting Tio Canes because the value is double or triple, or was triple is now double, uh, and and they're roughly comparable. And it's a horse race, and I think that's that's what you have to do. Is you know you bet you bet the value in that way. Um, I'm against I'm against Mishrif. Uh, so let's uh, talk about Mishrif. 19 yeah. one last year had a monster. I mean, last year's Saudi Cup, Davey was just the was the tip of the iceberg for this yeah. horse because what a year he had. Tailed off a little bit in Ascot on very very soft ground. Lost to a horse we need to talk about. Also, Seal Away. Uh, Mishrif has the far outside posts. 
there is a long run in the first turn, but I'm still, I'm not sure I like that. He's yeah. coming off a laugh. I don't know. There's as much as I love Mishriff, I, I think I'm going to try to beat him on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's a good idea to beat him. Although the draw was interesting. I mean, a lot of my uh, fellow punters were, were predicting before the draw was made, you know, he's going to get the 14 hole uh, and he did. Um, you are know, you, are so you I, trying to say something, Davey? What are you saying? I'm just saying, you know, they, they, they left one of the ping pong balls on the radiator, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. There's a, here comes the conspiracy. I, I did hear a little bit of rumblings about that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, you know, but this is the, this is how things are, you know. I mean, this is, uh, you yeah. know, you, when you make your, when you make your plays, you have to understand, you have to accept, like, you know, these kind of things may, may happen, you know, this is part of the, it's almost the mystique of the game as well, you know. Sure. Um, by the so, way, a little tidbit on uh, Mishriff. I don't know if you know this, Davey. I'm going to put us yeah. on uh, put us on screen. Yeah. If Mishriff wins this race, he'll be yeah. the richest racehorse in the history yeah. of thoroughbred yeah. racing. He would pay. You know who he'd pass, right? Do you know who he's going to pass if he wins this race? Yeah, he's going to pass uh, an American the, horse, the Big A. Uh, Arrogate. There you go. Arrogate yeah. had almost 20 million. Mishriff yeah. would go yeah. over that if he wins. Can we talk a little bit? Because this horse, I do not know what to do with. I need some help here. Yeah. Seal away is the, it has a little bit of Mishriff kind of vibe from yeah. last year. This is a newly turned four-year-old right. who's progressive. I like that a lot. Has got big upside. The question is twofold. Number one, can Seal away handle the dirt? And number two, was his run in the champions uh, stakes last year at Ascot, was that just a uh, the reason because of the soft ground? Or is this really a horse that is rounding into form. I'm fascinated to hear what you have to say about the number 11 seal away, Davey. Well, you know, seal away, uh, I think was advantaged by the soft ground. Um, and nevertheless, it's, it's, it's a strong, it's a strong horse, turf horse. Uh, but this, there's a, you know, an 80 pound gorilla, 800 pound gorilla sitting in the room right now, which you, are you aware of in terms of seal away's previous trainer? I, I, I heard a little bit about it. Phil's in. Yeah, yeah. Well, at some point in in mid to late December, the gendarmes paid a visit to Mr. Rossi's uh, training facility in Marseille. I'll put you on screen. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it paid a visit to the gendarmes. Paid a visit to this training facility on a, a on a drug and doping uh, tip off. So uh, yeah, so this this particular trainer, who you know, I, I like the French racing, this, that, and the rest. You know, Chanty and Deville, but and and good prominent re- trainers in the southwest but you rarely hear of a trainer in in marseille it's almost like a turfway kind of place you know like it's it's good for the winter and so on and all of a sudden there was this guy rossi pulling out these great horses say steal away and uh, scazino and you know like what <laughs> scaletti or whatever you know there was all these things going on you know uh, and um yeah it's it seems that maybe the juice was the factor i i, I don't know it's all has to be proved uh, but I'm against it for that reason. Okay. Um, right, yeah, it'll be interesting. So. I, my, my official uh, picks in this race, everyone, are uh, seven, eight. Actually, I have exactly the same as Phillips, seven, eight, nine. I'm going Mandaloon, T.O. Kane's, um, Mishriff. I just have too much respect for Mishriff, and he's, he's extremely classy. I just, I don't know. I have a feeling that it might not be his day on on Saturday. I could be wrong. Anyone else you want to mention in this race, uh, Phil, before we wrap up the show here? Yeah, yeah. I, um, you know, I think what maybe American punters are interested in the in, in the in the super factor. There's there's a horse that I know Philip was talking about. 
uh, as an underhorse, and that's Emblem Road. Uh, and maybe you know he can he can tip in on Twitter later and explain why he thought that was a chance for th- for third or fourth. Okay. Um, um, so um, I don't see it myself, but he, he, you know he 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 liked that. I would pretty much rule out everything else: Secret Ambition, it's to, uh, Marsh sure. Lorraine, Seed Away, Real World. I, you know, I watched Real World training uh, a few hours ago or dr- trotting. On, I, I didn't like his action on the on the on the dirt at okay. all. So okay. uh, so I ru- rule him out. He's a so third that, horse. He's run very nicely. Can we talk about Country Grammar just for a minute? Country Grammar. Yeah. Uh, for Flavian Pratt. This is Bob Baffert. All I can tell you about this horse is he's a bit underrated, number one. Right. I, I think he's pretty good. I think yeah. the, the distance suits. This yeah. horse is almost off a year. Now, ba- right. Bob Baffert's stats, Davey, off of layoffs are excellent. Right. I really wish this horse had a run before yeah. this race, some type of prep. I would not be shocked, Davey. I would not be shocked at all. Um, and I know that some people are very interested in this pick six. If yeah. you can find a way to use country grammar, at least underneath, as a yeah. backup, I yeah. would not be shocked if this horse wins. He's got the rail draw. It could be tricky. I don't know. But the but, kickback is not that bad on this track. It's yeah. actually pretty fair. Well, um, the ground is going to suit, I think. I think the one turn is going to you know, um, hit this horse right between the eyes. Yeah. Take a look at Country Grammar, folks. I think he's fascinating in this yeah. race. But this is a very tough spot off a big layoff. Well, it would explain why Flavian Pratt has gone there. He hasn't gone there to ride uh, in the Saudi Derby, has he? So, no. uh, you know, so you know, maybe you know, maybe that's the reason. Maybe he's yeah. maybe he sat on him and the horse is ready. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about about the horse other than what you've said. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's interesting. I just know that Bob Baver has been very keen in getting him in this uh, yeah. race. What about our? Um, about, a few uh, comments. Uh, I've been I've been ignoring some of the comments. Real quick, Davey, let's throw yeah. some shout outs to our wonderful viewers. Um, Richard Flax. Richard, thanks for joining the show. He likes uh, T.O. Keynes uh, as well. Looks tough. Uh, yeah. Charles, just th- there you go. Uh, Pratt flew over for a jolly. I don't know about that. I, I think he's, he's flown over to get, let's see, I think the winner's uh, share is $10 million. The jockey yeah. gets, what, 10 This is a $1 million payday for the winning yeah. jockey yeah. of this race. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Shout out to Davey. Uh, yeah. There you go, uh, Dean. Thanks, Davey. And you got a fan. Uh, uh, great. Yeah, yeah. I I, I try. <laughs> he, he tries. He'll he'll send yeah. you uh you know some team crumpets or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Davey. Before we wrap up the show, I just want to again thank you so much for yeah. joining us today. It's going to be a fascinating yeah. day. We're yeah. not going to show our pick six tickets, folks, because frankly. We haven't finished them yet. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you folks. We, we've yeah. been doing a lot of deep diving to get you ready for this show. Just yeah. any final thoughts in general? Do you think Christophe Lemaire could have a huge day? Is there a trainer you think might have a big day? Um, and then give yeah. us uh, one final roughie or horse that you've mentioned on the show. Of all the picks we've talked about, one that you really like could blow up the tote board and make everyone's day. Okay. Uh, I think, uh, it's, it's as I said before, it's feasible that Lemaire wins five races feasible okay. uh, uh a trainer but, you think that's gonna have a big day off the top of your head uh off the off the top of my head a trainer to have a big day oh god man you know i think they're all i think they're all gonna i think they're all gonna share a, a piece of it a piece of this a piece of that yeah there's i don't i don't okay. see a big day i'll go back to the saudi derby on the uruguayan horse as the as the as the you know the 16 to 1 20 to 1 bomb potentially the go. older horse bigger horse gets a good draw the two favoured horses that I would actually prefer, the drawn wide, he holds on. That's 
potentially that's the only that's the only big bomb i would i would see i would say the other horses i i, I said earlier in the in the, in the podcast the thunder moons and what, i think they will they will shorten in time they won't be 16 to 1 they'll be more like you know seven eights something like this the saudi derby just feels like the complete cluster blank yeah. word i want to say it, it, yeah. to me it sort of feels like pinehurst or anyone and I'm not yeah. in love with Pinehurst, so exactly I don't know, right. Exactly, I mean, that's, that's the kind of race. And then your play of the day, who's not not the most likely winner, but maybe the horse that's going to be in medium range price that you love, 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 love. Oh, uh, you okay. mentioned uh, in one of the turf for uh, who's that monster closer we saw that's going to be about three or four to one. Uh, oh, oh, Siscani, yeah, Siscani. Would that that yeah. probably be your play of the day? Would you say maybe? Uh, uh, no, I, I like the horse. I think I think the the play the play the play of the day probably would be Thunder Moon. But okay, Thunder yeah. Moon. Yeah. There you go, Davy Lane. <laughs> as yeah. usual, you have been awesome, and it's pretty late there over where you live. So thanks. and Gross to Jack. Don't forget Gross to Jack. <laughs> a lot. He's got a lot of horses. Thanks yeah. for staying with us. Please make sure you stay on. Also, when I go off the air, here, just for yeah, no a problem. Quick second, so we can talk. We appreciate you, Davy. Love to have you on a month from now with Philip yeah. to talk about the Dubai races we wish you uh, well on saturday and uh, godspeed and thanks again for coming on really appreciate it perfect thank you Howard, for hosting me it's wonderful thank you thanks take care davy bye-bye all righty folks davy lane i mean what great information are you kidding me fantastic take the information take do whatever you'd like with it i think davy is excellent otherwise i wouldn't have him on the show again as a reminder next week the plan right now is to have a double header two shows Next Thursday, Simon Bray will be joining us live right here on the HHH Racing Podcast. At, it looks like at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a week from today, Thursday, March uh, 3rd. That's going to be the other guest, TBA, covering great races at Gulfstream Park and Santa Anita on March 5th. Gentlemen and ladies, I think that is going to wrap it up. I've had a great time. Thanks again to our friend and guest, Davey Lane. We wish everyone great luck. If you are betting the Saudi Cup and the undercard races from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia on Saturday. This has been episode 115 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Have a great evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Oh, 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 oh,